Since the dawn of time, the armies of heaven and hell have waged an endless war. Drawn to the conflict was the Charred Council, an entity bound by ancient laws to preserve order and balance. It held that any great power, unchecked, threatened the very fabric of the universe. In time, heaven and hell came to honor the Council and its laws, for none were beyond the swift and terrible justice of the Council's enforcers. A fearsome brotherhood known as the Four Horses. Hello again, and welcome to TA Playlist. This is the second ever TA Playlist. It's the May 2017 edition, if you're listening years into the future. I am your host, Mark, aka Not Penny's Boat on TrueAchievements.com, um, and I guess Xbox for that matter. <laughs> um, I'm joined today, uh, and hopefully as always, by Kevin, aka Yuri Dace on site. Oh, hello. Kevin. Glad to see Hi. you. Uh, hold on, let's, I'm not seeing anyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Glad to be here again. And of course, Will is here as well. Hi, Will. A- oh, sorry. AKA Bruce Wayne 1008 on, on trueachievements.com. That's, and my gamer tag has no there. respect in the community. It's fine. I'm, I'm over it. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> and, and hi, people. Mm, got Mark here being rude. Continue. I want to talk to Kevin. Kevin, let's talk. Um, so yeah, this this is the second ever month. Uh, I'm guessing a bunch of people are coming back from last time, so you kind of already know how it works. It's a monthly game club. We picked a game to play for May. We played the hell out of it, and now we're here to discuss it and wrap it all up with some community feedback. So yeah, if, if you're listening and you're not on True Achievements, I'll probably say it every month. Go join True Achievements. <laughs> you can get deeper into this podcast and to the very deep rabbit hole of all the stats we have on there and news and everything else. It's really cool. I love being there. On today's specific subject matter, we're talking Darksiders, published in 2010 by Vigil Games. I think it was one of only, it might have been one of only two games they, they published because they quickly went defunct as a THQ-owned studio. So they went under when THQ went under. And they've actually only recently sort of resurfaced because Darksiders 3, during the month, coincidentally, and to the delight of many, was uh, was announced. And the people that are making it are a whole bunch of previously visual games people. So it's, it's cool that a bunch of visual games people pretty much landed on their feet. Uh, maybe it took a few years. Maybe they did a whole bunch in between. But they're back to finish what they started because Darksiders was always intended to be a four-game series because, as we'll get into it, focuses on the four horsemen, well, three horsemen and one horsewoman, as we know. So it's cool. They're, they're back for the third one under a different studio. A whole bunch of the main people behind the original are making it. And yeah, maybe, you know, if that one does well, they'll get the fourth one. But we're not talking about any of those. We're just talking about the first one. Before we get into it, we should mention something I wanted to do last month and we forgot is discuss just very briefly how we voted. As people on site will remember, the poll for May was Darksiders, Tomb Raider, uh, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, and Dying Light. I voted for Darksiders because it was the only one on the list I had not played. How'd you guys vote? I voted for Tomb Raider. I thought it was going to be a good experience, even though I'd already played it before. And I really wasn't thrilled to play Darksiders, though ultimately I am glad that I did. Yeah, we kind of slipped in that regard as we'll get in. Will, how'd you vote? 
I jumped boats. I jumped not penny boats and to be specific. No, um, I really did. It. <laughs> At first, I, I started off with Skyrim because that's what I initially wanted to see if the community was interested in. And the community gave me a nice fat middle finger. So thanks, guys. But um, <laughs> no, I started jumping and then it's probably unethical. But like as you started showing the results, like all oh, this is going to come down to these two. I was like, well, I might have to go to Tomb Raider, you know, now, I, mm. even though I played Tomb Raider on a 360. I don't know if I fully completed the, the full list, but I had the uh, version for the Xbox One. So I was like, yeah, this sounds interesting. Let's do this one. I think all three months I voted for the winner so far. Oh, actually, no, June I didn't, but we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, before we get into the game, what were you guys' expectations heading into Darksiders? Did, did you know about it a lot? What, what was your previous history with it? I think it was the first time any of us had played it, right? I think I played Darksiders 2. I don't know how. I think it was one of those Gamefly things that I, I just put in the list at the time um, and it came out. And it was interesting. It was one of those things where it's like you played it and it was interesting to a T. Then it started to fall off. It started to feel like it wasn't exactly that big of a deal. So I kind of didn't yeah. want Darksiders one. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, what did you get with that? Well, I didn't know anything about it other than, hey, it's like Zelda says every one of its fans, which wasn't a selling point for me because I hate Zelda. But, wow. you know, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I, you know, I, I took it as it is, you know, if it's supposed to be better than Zelda, then, you know, maybe I'll like it. So I was, I was hopeful, you know, I want to go into these with positive intentions. Yeah. Off air, um, you guys just told me how weird it is. That I've never had coffee yet. I've also almost never played Zelda. So when I kept hearing that Darksiders is like Zelda, some people say Zelda for grownups. I was like, well, I don't really think Zelda's solely for kids. So I don't know how that makes sense. But yeah, I've put in probably a couple hours each on the, the old Nintendo 64 ones. So when people told me, that Darksiders is just like Zelda. It it really meant nothing to me. My expectations were largely based on a quick YouTube search that I did after Darksiders won the poll. I was like, all right, I voted for it. It's won. Let's see what I'm getting into. And I've got to say, I was kind of disappointed. Not really, I, I guess in myself, but I was probably always going to vote for it, even if I was going to be dragging my feet through the month, because it's the only one I hadn't played. And I personally want to use Darksiders to get to play some games that I haven't played before. But I could kind of tell the writing was on the wall very early for me that this wasn't going to be a game I was into. And it wasn't, spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, let's just jump into story first, uh, much like last month. Does anyone want to give the spark notes on the story? Does, it, does anyone understand it better than me? Because, you know, like last month, Alan Wake was deliberately mysterious and i love that game so i I understood so much of it and i I really got the ins and outs darksiders it never caught very much to the point where i found the story i just found it so boring (laughs) i really did um i serve only the council only the balance as the horsemen always have send me back i will punish the ones responsible oh What hope do you have against the Destroyer's armies? You are powerless. Then I will fail, and the demons will have carried out your sentence. Yeah, so the way it works, heaven and hell are enemies, obviously, and they've got the seven seals, and when they're broken, the apocalypse will begin, and some ruling body called the Council kind of governs that and keeps the peace. The horsemen are agents of the Council. So, you know, the apocalypse basically starts, and... War gets sent out to go handle things, and he's kind of framed for starting the apocalypse because it turns out the seals aren't all broken. And one of the angels gets himself killed, and the other angels blame War for it, and War gets killed. <laughs> and then eventually he gets resurrected 100 years in the future when humanity is all dead. And so he goes on a journey of basically revenge to get the people that got him. And along the way, he helps some demon named Samael do bad things 
Presumably, Castamariel is really obviously evil, but doesn't actually play much of a part in the story. Maybe in Darksiders 2, he does. I don't know. Anyway, you know, war goes through. Eventually, it turns out that that angel didn't die. He actually became the big leader of Hell, named the Destroyer. And ultimately, war kills him in revenge and gets to walk <laughs> away Jesus. free. And all the other horsemen are coming because the final seal gets broken at the very end of the game. Wow, that was beautiful. There you go. <laughs> and and I've got to say, I, I I feel like I missed. I didn't. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't miss all that, but I just was so disinterested in so much of that. Um, not 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 in you speaking. You 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 put it nicely. That was, and simply, that was great. <laughs> but just I mean, I playing just through it over course. You told it. The game didn't. I don't even know what the hell. The, that sounded better on paper than what it did in actuality. <laughs> I joked in, I think maybe on Twitter or in the playlist forum somewhere, that my least favorite subgenre of games is the tough guy kicking down doors subgenre. And, you know, kind of like Gears of War, where it's just like these big macho men just kicking in doors and, and faces with, with alike, you know, it just th- to me, Darksiders was just epitomized so much of that and, and so much of what I don't care about. And even if the story was cool, I mean, just simply like the character design, like we should, we should mention war. I guess you did. War's the main character's head is tiny. Why is his head so small in that body? Like I just, uh, it's why not that his is head is, is tiny. It's that his armor is big. His, but what? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Kevin's drunk well, again, guess, ladies and gentlemen. I'll War is not a human. He's a horseman of the apocalypse. Maybe that's just the size of their heads. You know, evolution does uh, different things for different species. No wonder he's so <laughs> stupid. Just so much of it was was just not for me. And I don't know. The, the, it took me a couple of weeks to beat it. As you guys know, I was kind of like first to the finish line again, um, like last time. But show but, off. Well, last month it was because I love Alan Wake. This month it was because <laughs> I just wanted it out of my life. Really, like I. Just, <laughs> I I needed to move on. Like I knew we had to play it to completion. I, w- I was bound by hosting this podcast that there are no shortcuts for us. Other other people can choose to drop out, but we, we were pretty much if we were dragging our feet, we had to drag them to the finish line. So that's kind of how I approached the whole thing. And I I think a lot of it comes back to how the story didn't interest me at all because as you guys know, and I'm a broken record with this, but story is what draws me into games more than anything. And when it's good, or you know, especially when it's great, I'll just constantly be thinking about that game when I'm not playing. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get back. And, and see more of it and in the opposite case when I find it boring and skip worthy again I couldn't skip it unfortunately but uh, all those times I did want to skip it this month when it's when a game story does that for me or you know literally doesn't do anything for me I just find it so difficult to get through but I'm, I'm not sure where Will stands in that regard I know Kevin's kind of the opposite because mm. we pretty much think the opposite of everything as <laughs> will become apparent perhaps on the over the course of the show but I just wanted to say that for me with with no story to pull me in the gameplay wasn't going to save it for me. Um, that's kind of going to paint my, well, my entire impression of it. Let me explain why I thought the story actually was kind of okay. It, to be yeah, clear, be I, I, didn't, I didn't love it or anything like that, but I, I do think that War was more than just you know the macho, badass character, which he definitely was, and on the face it seems that's all he is. He's got that dark, gravelly, comically yeah. dark voice, really, that he just sounds so serious all the time. And, you know, it's it's kind of strange. And he just looks ridiculous with all his, you know, death-themed, war-themed attire. But, you know, he's got a, a tale of revenge going on. And he's been betrayed. But he's also, in some ways, kind of honorable and trying to do the right thing, regardless of what that is in some ways. Granted, not always, because he's 
letting free a demon that even hell wanted to lock up and chain. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's great. But you know, he he also does, you know, do right by Uriel the Angel not killing her and you know, that kind of thing. And I, I think it tells a story that's kind of okay. And you know, he's getting betrayed by the council and by hell and the angels are also getting kind of screwed over in this whole deal. You know, it, it tells a story that I've found at least to be interesting. And I'm for one, I'm definitely, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to play Darksiders 2 because it's got that unobtainable achievement. But if it didn't, I would have already bought Darksiders 2 because I want to know what is going to happen next. Mm. Will, how'd you get on with the story or its attempt at a story? <laughs> what story? No. <laughs> It's hard to really word properly. There was a story there. I guess it just didn't do what I was looking for. There wasn't enough emotion to connect me with war during yeah. his journey. It just wasn't. He, I feel like, in a sense, I agree with Mark with the whole machismo, monotone guy. And again, <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I also love Gears of War. But in this sense... I totally understood where the problem lies. And that's most likely why I didn't care for him or the story. It just didn't provide what I was looking for in that terms of that. And it was yeah. extremely disappointing because in the beginning, like the first act, I felt like there was so much opportunity and they were setting up something. I don't know. I'm not sure to say godlike, but it was just something that I could have totally sunk my teeth into. And it falls flat on its face, in my opinion. That's just me. I think the game started to take itself too serious. I feel like at one point I was waiting for it to get a little bit absurd and a little bit over the top because, you know, I felt some type of connections to like God of War, almost like Kratos with this little badassery type of just kick down doors and not concerned about anything going forward. And yeah, sure. uh, I was hoping it was going to go in that little extreme direction. What also doesn't help this game in the long run is that it's clearly a THQ game. And I like THQ games. I love playing like the older WWE games, but they all have this certain clunkiness when you play. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you if you relate, if you played any WWE games and you played Darksiders, you may see the connection in terms of how the models move and the way it maneuvers. And I think if it was a little bit more freeform, it I mean, it definitely was great to have the War Masters edition where it was 60 frames per second. And it was a little more smooth, but having oh, you it, played that one too? Yeah, that was the, that was the so main one. Yeah, we all did. Well, you guys know, I haven't made it obvious yeah. to those who are listening, but I originally had the games with Gold Edition, which was just the 360 title. And my initial goal was to play both of them. Play them mm -hmm. pretty much side by side try to get as many achievements as i could that was my oh, goal geez. and then i realized i couldn't do this because it was so damn boring so <laughs> i just stuck to the xbox one edition to it uh the war masters one and you know i just pu pushed through it so i, I don't know yeah. I, I feel like if we had that emotion and if it didn't start to be like so serious because i guess i guess it's a serious story but i kind of wanted it to be a little over the top and i don't know it didn't reach that expectation so i was dragging my feet to the finish line i, I yeah. think we got a a quote that Chewie said that maybe you can kind of relate to. He said, it feels like the game equivalent of a pretty okay B-movie. Something mm -hmm. to watch on a Saturday night with a beer and a pizza for an okay time, but not something you're going to tell everyone about the next day. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think that kind of lines up with what you're saying. And I kind of agree with that, too. And granted, as someone with a great appreciation for B-movies and that <laughs> kind of thing, I just watched Baywatch this weekend and thought it was really awesome. Which, I, I think the game taken as what it was trying to be as opposed I, I don't think it was trying to be some kind of incredible deep meaningful story that's telling you know interesting themes and that kind of thing I, I don't think that's what it was trying to be I think it's trying to be an entertaining action flick of a story and taken from that perspective I think is what really worked 
I think I think you're right in terms of that. But if there's something I could relate in any movie or any medium, you watch something where the main character has something that's relatable. I mean, I don't know how I could relate to freaking war, but something <laughs> that connects it that probably would have made it that much easier for me to play it because that was lacking there. I don't know. That's just me. And I I, I agree with what Chewie says. And Chewie's gonna hate me because I found out his real name. Did a little research. Uh, I don't know that. So hi Chewie, how you doing? <laughs> You actually put it really well, I think, Kevin. Um, I mean, you did too, Will. But just now, Kevin <laughs> right. put it really well. <laughs> well, when, when you when you likened it, or I guess when when Chewy really Chew, Chewy on Ice, we should say for anyone, you know, pe- people want their full credit when we're mentioning oh, yes, him on the Chewy show. Ice. <laughs> Yeah, we, he's on staff with us, so we just call him Chewy. But yeah, Chewy on Ice is his gamer tech. If you want to stalk him, like you, you're going to stalk us. But uh, <laughs> he. Um, yeah, I guess it was his quote, really, but but you added to it too with, with the the likening it to a B movie because for for me there's it it sounds like you like movies that are so bad they're good is is that right, Kevin? Is that what you're saying? Baywatch was just good, but you know I <laughs> I, I can't appreciate so bad it's good in some ways because for me whether it be you know if I listen to like thirty podcasts a week I, I'm the, you know we've all got tremendously long backlogs or if it's you know a binge watch or or, or you know comics or books on my shelf like. For me, I, I never have any time in my life for things that are just simply bad. So so bad, it's good has never existed for me. Um, or, you know, maybe when I was a kid with with some like crappy B movies, then were funny because you're a little kid. But yeah, just in the past several years, like I can't ever get on board with so bad it's good. And I don't even think Darksiders is so bad it's good. I I think it's, it's okay. Yeah, I think it's pretty good overall, not counting story. I think pr- it's pretty good overall at what it does. It's just that none of that was for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. I, I don't want to say it's so bad it's good. I just hate so bad it's good. I mean it's it's so okay, but it's simply not for me. Is basically how I how I felt about Darksiders. Um, so it was the Sharknado of video games. Copy. <laughs> no, no. See, that's that's. <laughs> I haven't even wasted my time with that movie. It's like not I that said, bad. I, it's I, so I, bad it's good. No, Perfect. No, no, no such thing. But <laughs> <laughs> does anyone have any other? Major thoughts about the story. Obviously, with something, you know, Darksiders, unlike last month's Alan Wake, Darksiders is kind of the opposite where it's much more gameplay driven, I would say. Yeah. We might want to spend the bulk of our time there. There was there's one thing that I did also like that Kantaris actually said, another fellow news hound. I promise I have quotes from non news hounds also. From people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not favoriting the staff. But, uh, you know, he just pointed out that he liked the concept of the Armageddon and that it was triggered early and you're being framed for it. He thought that was an interesting narrative. Hook. He said, you can't be framed for a much cr- bigger crime than that. It also leads to a strange, hopeless air for the game. And I do agree with that. The whole time, it feels like, you know, War is just on his own, fighting for his revenge, and literally the entire world is against him. And I thought that was a really cool thing to to experience. And I think the developers did a really good job with the story in that way, because it really does feel kind of hopeless even, because even if you get your revenge, nothing is going to be fixed. It's just going to continue to be really, really awful for war. So hold on, that makes sense. But I'm starting to think that maybe the story would have been more eventful or had way more of an impact if there was much of the connection to the character. I'm sorry, I'm bringing it back to that. But, like, it's one of those things where I understood his motivation. I mean, he wanted to put his name at the end of the day. But if you don't feel his drive or his concern to do it, why even care? And plus, you know, like, the name, like, War, I wanted this guy to freaking flip his... I um, can't curse. <laughs> I wanted water. Flip his Snapple apples, man. He wanted to... I wanted more anger or pain. Instead, I didn't get it. 
And that's why I think the story, though, it, it, again, you said it and it was great when you described it. I don't think it was executed the right way. And maybe that's just because of poor characters. Well, and I, I can definitely agree with that. War was pretty one dimensional. He was just out for revenge and he's a badass. That's there you go. I just <laughs> described war and that's all he really ever does. We saved you a but, playthrough. <laughs> I get, we should actually, speaking of just how very badass he is, we should mention the uh, the voice acting because pretty much everyone on this game talks with the, the low gravelly voice and they mean serious business. And it's, it's I am such an intense character. <laughs> yeah, that's that also sort of represents a lot of what I don't like. And you know, again, just like Marcus Phoenix, hey, dumb, we're moving, and like all that sort of like I'm just not. Uh, if you're kicking down doors because you're so tough and, and you got the gravelly voice because you because you didn't care that smoking was bad for you and like I don't know just when games just depict these characters that are I just I can't get into it and I think the voice acting went a long way to turn me away from it too because pr- besides Mark Hamill who's basically just doing his Joker voice pretty much everyone in this game has that low gravelly tough guy I I guess because half of the characters are demons and we you know that's how they wanted to portray them but. Just, I don't know. Did anyone like the voice acting? I, I don't want to come down on this game for for an hour, Go ahead, or do an it. hour and twenty, or whatever. They're gonna no, hate no us. No one liked the voice acting. It's unfair to even judge it properly because majority of the voices were altered, like extremely. And it's like I feel like I would have gave more props to Samael if he wasn't adjusted completely, because you can't really tell the emotions. He just got loud. And our main character didn't get loud. He wanted to stay calm the whole time. I think Mark Hamill gets it, but I'm also biased in terms of that. In terms of him getting any type of volume, it it definitely helped. And it didn't feel so stagnant. Moves in tunnels beneath this place. But first there is an obstacle that must be removed. All Thane. One of the old ones. You didn't mention that before. Changing the deal already, Samael. Be silent, Bilthor. My business is with the horsemen. Ulthane is no ally of the Destroyer. But you won't find the Griever without confronting the Black Hammer. And that will require strength. I like possess. what's his name? The Black Hammer? What is it? Ulthane? He was cool. Ulthane. Yeah, yeah, Ulthane was oh, cool. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I did like him. He felt oh. very like Lord of the Rings to me. He seemed to have a bit more personality than I would say probably anybody else in the yeah. game. I, I and mystery really also because he was like a basically like a mercenary or not maybe not a mercenary because he wasn't for sale, but he was just completely off to the side. And while he played a part in the fake apocalypse, it was definitely interesting. How he was willing to help you, but willing to help the enemies as well. And I liked that character a lot, simply because he wasn't what you expected. Uh, my favorite character was Volgrim. Just let everyone know that. It was the best thing whenever you go to the thing to store. No, Volgrim, the, the the merchant. Volgrim, I'm looking up online, it says it's Phil Lamar. What? Volgrim, the, the <laughs> merchant? Not not the freaking little flying guy that followed him. But when you went to go travel through the serpent holes and whatnot. Isn't that the same guy? No, Phil Lamar. It's a black guy. No, I, I, no, I, know, I know Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill isn't Phil Lamar. <laughs> Mark, Mark Hamill played the Watcher, which was the ghost thing that kind of followed you around. Oh, no, but and when I was talking about Volgrim the, is the merchant that yeah, but sits when I was, I was talking about Volgrim, and he said, yeah, yeah, that's Mark right, Hamill. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I know, I know. 
Oh, oh well, I, I probably just messed up the names because everybody in this game blended together for me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Mark. I mean, Mark Hamill is in this game, and he's pretty much reprising his Joker voice, right? Did I? Yeah, no, he is. Oh, he he got is that. basically. <laughs> so you just mixed it up, and then they had me confused. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, we could even leave this in, so so people know that it was my mistake. We're so confused. you can clear your name. Yes, up. Mark makes mistakes. <laughs> you got it, guys. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, right. If they if they heard the the uncut version of this, they would they would know I make plenty. <laughs> I guess that sort of puts a cap on the the story portion of it because like we said it's it's mostly gameplay focused for darksiders and i think that's where it gets most of what it does right if, if story didn't do anything for me i actually thought it was bad at least i can say that the gameplay and and the fighting mechanics and well not not the puzzles as we'll get into but for the fighting mechanics for the most part were at least pretty well done i thought as a sort of intro to the gameplay how did, how did you guys feel so just to be clear i haven't had much experience with the uh, hack and slash genre, which this falls under. Mm-hmm. And I think because the game play wasn't too terrible, like it's a good, like if you're trying to get into the genre, this is probably a good entry to start into it. Obviously just for gameplay, not so much with story, which I guess one would argue otherwise, but it provides like multiple upgrades and weapons, which I mean, that's usually if you play like Devil May Cry or anything along those lines, or even Deadpool, that's where they try to get you to just better suit the player and help them throughout their journey. To be honest, during my playthrough, I only purchased the scythe. Everything else, I only used the base weapons so like the gauntlet and i can't remember the thing that launches you towards stuff but that's all i used and throughout the game with no upgrades me just spamming x and y it gets really (laughs) repetitive and that's where it starts to feel like uh okay i gotta keep doing this for another freaking 15 hours ah amazing and then it doesn't help that the enemies don't really vary too much for me like the bigger ones yeah they start to come in and they start looking different they they battle when they fight a certain way but like the smaller base ones i remember i first fought like one of the phoenix that came out the fire and whatnot and that was after you obtain one of the weapons i was like oh cool then we get to another area a little further in the game and then it's the exact same thing but they can shoot little <laughs> green lasers and i'm like this is stupid what was the purpose of that and then you end up using the freaking gun which i hated that weapon so much usually i'm nice with the gun remember me and kevin we're a pistol hero but no it's it's retar- <laughs> oh, i can't say that it's so special in this game it's just like oh look i can shoot 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 and not even worry about it like they they felt the dust bats or whatever they were they were terrible so i think that the repetitive gameplay and the enemies coming into it that were just kind of the same throughout overall like the base enemies again okay entry for those who are getting into the genre but definitely not the best option to get into hack and slash you know so I'm actually a really big fan of, we'll call it hack and slash, I will dispute that and call it a character action game, but I, I, I have, <laughs> hack and slash games are like Diablo, uh, this okay, is not yeah. hack and slash, but people call it that, so anyway, you know, now, now that that's out of the way, it's been bugging me the whole time Will's been talking, uh, I didn't listen to a word he said, it's just, <laughs> so I, I'm a big fan of these games, I really enjoy them, I really like when they are fast paced and, you know, very skill oriented. And I thought Dark Souls tried to do that. You know, when I first jumped into it, I saw all these different moves you could perform. Wait, you said Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oh, he's strong. <laughs> we got him. So I, I got into Darksiders and I saw all of these different moves that you can perform once you buy the upgrades. You know, I was pretty excited for that. And I thought that, you know, that wasn't really fully realized. Periodic RX, uh, one of the members on the forum, he said that gameplay was quite a bit of mashing X and Y with the fair 
bit of me wasting vessels with LB mixed in throughout as he tried to execute some special weapon moves. And he eventually gave up on those special moves and resorted to just mashing again. And I have a feeling a lot of people <laughs> did that. The special moves were really strange to actually execute because you had to like hold LB and hold RB and push direction. It was really weird. It wasn't just, you know, X, Y, Y, X or something pulls off a cool combo. You had to do these strange things and it often didn't work. I found myself constantly using the scythe. You know, I would dash back in combat because dashing was a very powerful tool. Dash back and then try to start attacking again and instead War would just spin his scythe in the air with no enemies nearby and then get hit by another enemy because he's an idiot. And so it, I really got frustrated with that. I felt like there was potential there but it wasn't really met. The one thing I did like was that dodging did break frames which is nice. You know, you could interrupt a combo and dodge and the game would have been a lot worse if you couldn't do that. That was, that was nice. But ultimately it was disappointing how in the end I found that the dashing forward with the scythe and hitting Y was by far in a way the best attack and it could kill just about anything mm -hmm. or if you're in a crowd you could do the RB and hold Y and just spin your scythe around you over and over and over again and no enemy could attack you and you just kill a whole group of enemies with no effort at all so <laughs> and you still like the game? <laughs> well I, I didn't like that part of the game I, I thought there was potential here but it wasn't really fully real it was fun to me, but it wasn't great. It didn't I wish it was better. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it did feel button mashy at times. And even as I, I started to unlock more combos and things, I, I would incorporate them. But I think like a lot of people, you just, like you even just said, you, you kind of fall back on the ones that, that help you out the most. If this wasn't a game we were playing for playlists, I mean, well, first of all, if it wasn't a game we were playing for playlists, I would have never finished yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in a weird alternate universe where I'm not playing it for a podcast, but I am playing it to completion, I would have what I call like a podcast game for me, where if the audio vision design doesn't matter to me um, and you know the story hasn't interested me I'll pretty much very rarely I'll, I'll well, not so rarely I guess but <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll play uh, like games that don't have a good story I'll play them on mute just to get through them just to pick up some achievements or just to see what it's about I, I always kind of feel like I have to like play pretty much everything right writing for TA as as, as we do and um, this would have been one, one such game where I want to get through it the story doesn't matter I've got a, an intense podcast backlog on my phone, so I'd pretty much just play it on mute, put my headphones in, and it's the combat really invites that sort of thing, and we weren't doing this podcast, that's exactly how I would have done it, because with the story being a non-issue for me, and the, the game just being so button mashy, and you, you don't really get, for a while I didn't really get lost. Towards the end, I, I started to get lost sometimes, which made it even worse for me, because as, as I went on for a while, I was like, well, at least I always know exactly where to go, but after a while, they, they abandoned that design for me at least as well and that that frustrated me further but yeah it's just the whole time I was playing I was like man I wish I could just listen to my podcast right now but I have to sit here and and get through all these cutscenes right to me about the chosen they never guarded the tower what does it matter how deal was it for ancient history I promised you the tower and you shall have it did it amuse you to deny me what's rightfully mine with my powers restored, I am like unto a god. I can suck the marrow from your bones before you drew another breath. I could, but I too have a code by which I do business. Besides, say what you will about balance and your ridiculous lore. I recognize a quest for revenge when I see one. 
and revenge I respect. I have a piece of feedback that I think echoes a lot of how I felt. It's from Chaos Trance and the forums. He or she said, Overall, the combat was simple but not unenjoyable. The story, while it had promise, was bland. The design, while at first I thought was brilliant, quickly became stale. The characters also bland at the end. Oh, sorry. The characters also bland. At the end, I wouldn't have cared if all of them died. <laughs> I really like that part. You just want comment um, of the week with that one. <laughs> month. Yeah, a month, I guess. But yeah. Um, besides the fact that he or she thought the design was brilliant at first, I, I never thought anything was brilliant at any point. I, I do feel like, you know, I, I'm sitting here bashing it. I might be even more negative than Will on this whole game just because it really dragged me down for a few weeks of May. And it was such a, a, a slog to get through. But like I said before, it's... It's more to do, well, at least in great deal, to do with my taste and, and how this didn't appeal to my taste. And I can see that it gets a lot of combat right. Some of some of the puzzles it gets right. For people who like boss battles, it's got plenty of those. You know, I felt like pretty much every, like almost every like 90 minutes or two hours, we were hitting another boss battle. And I'm not, and again, I'm not someone who even likes boss battles. Like outside of the Batman games where I feel like they're crucial because you're facing off against, you know, your arch villains. When a game does boss battles, it's usually my least favorite part of a game game and, and i imagine kevin like always disagrees with me on that point yeah um, i do like boss battles a lot so yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, I, I, I get why they're important <laughs> I, I get that they break up the game and they alter the, the gameplay sequences and what that portion of the story comes to a head and you face off against some giant villain and i understand their place in games and i know why they've been so prevalent throughout the entire history of games and especially in a game like this where i kind of you know i fully expected them really this god of war type of i guess apparently zelda type of game where i knew that they were coming and i just never looked forward to them but i don't know i just like again i just feel like so much of it is based on this just not being my type of game even even though i can see that it's it's neither great nor terrible it was just terrible for me to play through basically <laughs> is, is how i want to put it. i mean i i don't want to i don't want to just sit here and bash the game for 90 minutes because they they get plenty right it's just none of it was really for me basically <laughs> on the topic of boss battles i will say that while i generally like them i personally didn't really like these boss battles i thought they were way too easy i know someone in the comments said the same similar thing and i apologize i didn't pick that quote out so i can't quote them but they basically said that the boss battles were very simple you know especially the ones where you're riding your horse you're literally just riding around kind of spamming the attack button and it's <laughs> yeah. really 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 easy easy and you know considering you're fighting these giant bosses like the dragon at the end when you're fighting the destroyer it should have been cool but instead it was literally run at him press x he falls over you stand next to him attacking just spamming the same attack x over and over again till he gets up and then you repeat that like three times and he dies and it wasn't it just wasn't very good so you know, while I I thought the rest of the combat was okay, I thought, you know, these boss battles just kind of sucked. I think my least favorite <laughs> was Straga, just because of how easy it was. You know, it was supposed to be, you know, fight for a while, but his attacks were extremely hard to dodge. So I kind of just treated it as, like, I'm going to take an absurd amount of damage. I just need to kill him before I die. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'd just be trying to hit the portal on his arm as quickly as possible, and then he'd raise his hand up, and, you know, then he can kill so it, it was very easy to figure out and very easy to perform. And, you know, even without the abyssal armor on apocalyptic difficulty, it was easily possible to kill him before he'd killed you, even though I literally avoided none of the damage he ever gave out. There wasn't a lot of challenge. It just wasn't as fun as I was hoping that it would be. 
I think I'm a square in this sense because of the fact that I played it on normal, like last time, which I have no shame. But the boss battles, I think definitely, definitely need improvement. I'm terrible at games. I feel like I say this a lot. <laughs> I just need people to know. So when I play something on normal and I go through a boss battle, this is when I'm expecting the challenge. At least something where I, a death or two or maybe a couple, I'll take it. That didn't really happen here. I kind of just started. I learned from my mistakes, maybe a death or so. And that's it. I just jumped straight into it. And then I, it, it'd be an easy completion for me. So I definitely understand uh, the boss battles. And I definitely agree where Kevin's going and saying, hey, you needed to do something better. Because that last one uh, where we fought, what the hell is his name? The main bad guy? See, I don't even know. Abaddon. The destroyer. Abaddon. The destroyer, oh, right, destroyer yeah. names. The, too many names. But that battle was nothing. Like, legitimately nothing. It felt like it was definitely a waste. And that's where I was extremely disappointed. Because I was like, I wasted nearly 30 hours of my life thinking I'm going to kill whoever this bastard is. The last boss and i got absolutely nothing but disappointment that pissed me off <laughs> and you know what like we didn't even touch this part of the gameplay but like the fact that because if you i know you guys didn't touch the second one but well dark side is two has more of an open world vibe so i'm usually a fan of exploration but the fact is with this game I'm glad I didn't have it. And that's simply because of the fact that I already wasted nearly 30 hours. I have no interest in doing it any further. The boss battles. So there definitely was key parts of the game where they needed improvement. And I disagree where Mark was coming from, where he's saying the boss battles. That's the only portion of the game where I was actually entertained. Aside from that, I was completely annoyed throughout the whole time. And <laughs> I think the perfect transition for this one, because this is where I really, really got annoyed, was the puzzles. Mark, yeah, talk to us about puzzles. Yeah, tons of people in the forums were talking about the puzzles. I won't j jump in. I won't start with their feedback because um, I think we need to preface it a lot first. But it's funny when when I hadn't played this game years ago when it came out, I saw a Game Informer every April because it's like the month of April Fools. They'll they'll do a few joke satirical gaming articles, and they they did one which I forget how it went, but the premise of it was basically picking on Darksiders for for plucking very obvious mechanics from other games like how it's you know like we've already talked about it's 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 a very zelda like experience there's probably some others in there that i don't get because it probably pulled from within its own genre that i tend to avoid but towards the end i mean throughout there's puzzles towards the end is where i really want to focus on the puzzles because i think it's what is considered the fifth chapter even though the game doesn't exactly put it in chapters but if you follow a guide it's the fifth chapter the game pretty much ceases all combat and for what would you say a couple hours maybe or 90 minutes or yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely takes a couple hours to get through that dungeon. Yeah, one dungeon pretty much abandons most combat um, and decides to totally rip off Portal. Like, e even down to the colors of the two portals. Like, it's blue and orange. You jump in one, you pop out the other. You can place them where you want. Mechanically, it doesn't even work well because, you know, Portal, at least it's first person. You've got the you've got the gun and it, and it, and it feels fluid. And, and this, you, you had to, like, I think it was, you switch to it with your directional menu and then you'd have to aim. It, just none of it, none of it felt well put together. And I, I think uh, I was tipped off that it was coming in the forums before I got to it myself. And I was like, well, that sounds really bad why would they why would they just blatantly take from portal i mean because you know every game takes from all their others that came before them it's sort of a copycat type of industry but i feel like that one aspect was was 
shamefully beyond what should be allowed in in like what you're taking from another game. I don't know if you guys felt the same way in that regard. Maybe it's like again, not to bring up Batman for like the third time. This show it has nothing to do with Batman, but you know, after Batman did the free free flow combat, we've seen it in like every third person action adventure game since then. And that's a good thing, I think. That that's not proprietary to Batman. That's cool that we see that elsewhere. But the portal mechanics, especially when you even robbing them of the exact color scheme, that just seems like they've crossed the line. And not not that I not that they should be sued or something, but it's like that's just too much for me. You, especially when it's not implemented well. I mean, I, 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 think that's, talk about that? I think that's the main problem. It, I don't have a problem with them ripping it off, even shamefully like they did. <laughs> the problem is that they didn't do a good job and it wasn't fun. And yeah. so, I mean, that's my issue with it. You know, shooting. I, I didn't dislike it probably as strongly as others did, but I couldn't say that I liked it. And I mean, granted, I don't usually like puzzles, but Portal at least is an interesting game. It's got some cool concepts with what it does. And this game just didn't do it. There wasn't a lot of creativity in the puzzles, and I found the portal puzzles to be kind of easy since, you know, you have only very specific places you can actually shoot your portals. So it kind of yeah. really limits your options. And so you don't have to think much about it. I had the guide open while I did it, but I would always go into a room and try to figure it out myself first. And the vast majority of the time I was able to get it down pretty quickly just because there wasn't a lot of experimentation to do. So even if you picked the wrong thing, it wasn't likely that you were going to have a lot of trouble with, you know, correcting it and fixing it. And I think that's what wasn't very fun about it. It was just kind of boring and drawn out and obnoxious. I did want to share a, a piece of feedback from Algorithm in the forums, one of, one of our most uh, active forum members uh, over in the playlist section of the site. I usually say he or she, but I, I know that it's a he in this case. So he said, I like puzzles, but they should be properly integrated into the game. The fact that I screwed up a couple of the puzzles and had to figure them out by trial and error is not what bothered me. The issue was that I'd been having fun going in metaphorical guns blazing, killing bad guys, only have to slow to a snail's pace to deal with the puzzles. So to pile on what everyone else has been saying, it interrupts the pace of the game, which, yeah, at that point in the forums, pretty much everyone was, it seemed like a whole bunch of us were hitting chapter five and just being like, wait, what? Why is the game suddenly like pausing to, to rip off Portal? And it totally does. I, the pacing is just completely shot at that point. Like they needed more enemy encounters or just fewer puzzles. I, I think the dungeon it, was just too long. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. took forever to go through the whole yeah. thing and it wasn't fun. So, With three copy paste boss battles in between oh too, God. you know, like yeah. that was, and those were not even remotely interesting or cool exactly. at all. It's just interesting because I'm usually a fan of games that utilize puzzles, but I have to be used well. I can deal with <laughs> Zelda when they use puzzles. I enjoy Portal. And I think at a point, you guys are saying rip off. It's a little harsh language. I would say that they probably trying to do a little like reminder or like, you know, just an homage, yeah, an homage <laughs> to it or something. But I don't know. I, it's I, beyond homage. If you want it to be an homage, change the colors. Don't do blue and orange again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 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 you're right. You're right. But it, it definitely, it definitely halts the game gameplay and I, I totally agree with algorithm on this one because it's already mediocre gameplay and <laughs> the story progression is doesn't feel fast enough for me because freaking taking me forever today just to do one damn thing so yeah it puts everything to a halt and normally so I was just kind of <laughs> cruising on to my next objective, but then the puzzle slapped me in the face and I'm at the point where I had to get it done within the next couple of days because I was so behind it, everyone. It, it, it just became frustrating. It felt like a slap in the face to me, literally, because it felt like it didn't belong in the title. Chewy, uh, I was just looking at 
another comment from Chewy on Ice. He, he's sort of echoing, I, I guess everyone kind of had the same opinion in this matter, but I think he put it well. He said, to be honest, I don't mind the portal puzzling me- mechanics and gameplay. It just feels like too much of it is piled into the wrong place in the game. Just taken down the four chosen and been sent to the Dark Tower by Samael, so it feels like you're about to hit the final stretch, and that final act should be about powering your way to the finale. Instead, you get a lengthy, repetitive section that kills that sense of momentum dead. At least each chosen had a unique setting surrounding it with new mechanics and enemies to keep things fresh. The path to each guardian just doesn't have that. By the time I took down the second, I wasn't too keen on going for the final one, mm-hmm. knowing it would be more of the same. Which, <laughs> exactly. Like, even following a guide, as, as I ultimately turned to, it was, I mean, you know, you could make the argument that it's, it's a slog at that point because I have the solutions. I just have to take the steps. But it wasn't that. It was, it was because any semblance of enjoyment I was taking out of that game was just the mindless combat sequences and they all but removed those entirely for like two hours like i said it was a portal ripoff and just totally wrong place of the game like like he also mentioned that sort of each chapter added something new it's sort of the gamification of things that's that's how games operates it's you know it's breadcrumbs to get us to keep going now here's this upgrade now now you've got this currency to buy these moves and there's there's always something more to to go and gain and add to your arsenal and the whole game does that very well but it was just strange to me that after adding what we're all at least better than this section, adding some some things in, in all the previous sections. Um, when it came time for near finale, pr- pretty much the I think it is the penultimate chapter actually. To just all of a sudden drop all of its goodwill it had sort of earned with me and, and just give me a portal in a game. I uh, just I did not get that at all. I I think the best quote for this, and you might not appreciate it, Mark, since you don't play Zelda, is Hawkeye Barry 20. He said, I would rather do the water dungeon from Ocarina of Time than play the portal dungeon again. And (laughs) the the water dungeon (laughs) is kind of infamous as being like the worst, one of the worst dungeons ever made. It's basically all swimming and changing water levels. And it's really confusing. I mean, as a kid, I spent five hours just wandering around around trying to figure out what was going on and I just couldn't and then I quit the game and then I mean it's just it's a terrible terrible dungeon and I think it's the reason why Ocarina of Time should not get the credit it does as one of the best things (laughs) for that many give it I think people just overlook the water dungeon because no one has ever liked it and to compare this dungeon to the water temple is uh is saying a lot so i i I think his comparison is pretty accurate this dungeon is pretty Mm -hmm. terrible overall and it's about as bad as the water temple so uh so there you go well this one had a bad water level too um with the, with adjusting the levels and all that, may, uh, apparently not as bad, but that, I don't know, maybe chapter three or four of the yeah, game. Just imagine that, but a lot more complicated and a lot, a lot longer. Oh God, you're not even lying. We need to get a petition to just stop water levels completely. No one ever liked them since Mario. Can we just stop? It's over. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like commonly understood in games? Yet we we occasionally still get them that like yeah, underwater, like swimming. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> even my favorite game of all time, The Last of Us, puts me underwater a few times. I'm like. I don't know if this had to be here. Yeah, it didn't, and it should never be here. Water levels were the worst. <laughs> we need a petition. I wanted to maybe get in a little bit more feedback, although, you know, I think we already featured Sam. He he said something that sort of encompasses the whole game uh, that I thought was cool and, and pretty succinct, too. And sometimes something like succinct is, is a little bit better for this format. But he said a lot of this game feels like a PS2 era action platformer like Jack and Daxter or, D- Jack and Daxter or Prince of Persia, but replacing precision platforming and minigames with... Well, not precision platforming and slightly grindy RPG weapon leveling. Something like a good game in here, but it keeps getting lost in the generic environments and a lack of direction. 
and on his point about the environments, I think, uh, I, I mean, I again, I've said it so many times, but it is just another aspect of this game that is not appealing to my taste at all. It's it's kind of it's a very like heavy metal type of look, and just all of it. I, I I think it does have a unifying sort of aesthetic, be it the, the you know the visuals or you know everything's on fire, everything's rocks and boulders and jagged edges, and there's there's zombies walking around. I think that was another thing that they were saying Darksiders stole from everybody else. It's like you might as well throw zombies in there because we're you know, we're already taking from all these other games and every game does zombies so we'll have zombies as well yeah just the character design the ca- the voice acting the environment everything about it just feeds into being something other than anything i'd ever want to experience and <laughs> it's weird I, I don't really uh regret voting for it still despite all that because i played the other three games like i said at the end of the year we're probably going to do a sort of playlist wrap-up episode as like a sort of bonus episode separate from any of the game focused ones and i would be surprised if this isn't my least favorite game that we play for TA Playlist this year. It's Alan I, Wake, he knows. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I didn't like this game. <laughs> Even though, like I said, it's not terrible. I just, It's just not for me. <laughs> I agree with what some of the community said. Uh, Beta Sig, for one, he's also pretty active in these forums, and oh, he yeah. said I think that's maybe my final judgment on Darksiders in general. It feels like it's drawing elements from a lot of popular games. Zelda, Portal, God of War, etc. And those elements all work well individually, but when they're put together, they aren't forming a cohesive whole and he went on to say that many people will enjoy parts of this game but there will be also parts that they don't like at all and there's nothing that stands out that would be put in the top tier on its own and i think that really really nails down what i feel about the game perfectly it's pretty decent at everything that it does and you know put together it, it's okay and it, it's even good in some ways depending on what you liked but nothing is great. There's nothing here that's going to say, you know, the developers really nailed exactly how you do this gameplay yeah. element. Because they didn't. They just <laughs> took, took a lot from other things and kind of redid them not quite as well. So the pro- the puzzles weren't quite as good as what their inspiration was in Zelda and in Portal. The combat wasn't as good as something like, God, I don't want to say God of War because God of War is awful. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's just uh, spam X. It's like the same thing as, as this actually, so I guess they nailed that. But like a more complicated, like Devil May Cry, it, it wasn't nearly as good as that. And I think that was more towards their inspiration as far as the combat goes. And, you know, even the story, I guess, could be compared to God of War. I think God of War has a better story than this. It, you know, I, I feel like everything that it emulated, it just didn't emulate quite as well. So anyway, that that's how I feel. Will, you know, I, I hear you've been eerily quiet. Why don't you share with us your thoughts? Darksiders is not a bad game. It takes aspects, and you guys mentioned this, of other games, and it attempts to give it its little twist. I'm not going to say that it does anything exceptionally well. There's just moments where you fall flat on your face and you just wonder (laughs) what happened. There was potential. I I mentioned it. The first act really had me into it, and I was insanely happy that it was going in that direction. And somewhere along those lines, it started to fall off. Whether it be that there wasn't enough progression from the character, whether it's the hacker slash gameplay that doesn't do quite enough, maybe it's just because of the fact that you can beat the entire game just by pressing X. And that's really all to it. It, It's just, there's so many different variables in the game. It's definitely not something I would have played outside of playlists. And honestly, I could have gone my life without playing Darksiders. So... (laughs) 
take that for what you will. Just know that if you didn't participate in playlists and you still had interest in the title, it's something to try, but don't expect to have your interest fully peaked and don't expect it to be a quick completion. (laughs) I think basically what you see early on is pretty much what you're going to get throughout the game. So I would say if if you're only listening and not having played it, you might want to give it a try, especially if you have the games with gold copy, you already have a free one. You might want to give it a try, but you'll know a few hours in whether you should play all, you know, an estimated 17 hours of playtime for, for a single playthrough. You'll, you'll know, I mean, and even then, if you like it for a while, the game might um, might disappoint you later on with like some of the some of the puzzling and everything. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think people will know what they're getting one or two hours in if, if, if they're getting into something that is or is not for them. And like you, I, I kind of knew very quickly that this was not for me. And it was it was funny all month. To, Additional side to, note, they should definitely, if you're going to get it, please get the War Masters or Remastered Edition. Because if we're we're taking a huge dump on the game on its remastered quality, talking about the textures <laughs> and characters, picture it when it's initial release in the 360. It's not it's not good. Yeah, I was wondering how much that, that helped me push through it all. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you did the games with gold one, you probably would have been like, nah, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm switching. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been tough. I do know, and I should have mentioned last month, that Kevin has made it his mission to complete every playlist game every month, ideally within the month. I think you, you completed, what, Alan Wake on May 1st or something, just a day I, later I or something think, like that? Yeah, May 1st, I finished it up. I was very disappointed with that. Uh, I really got in for that end, and then I just... I left the house. Um, that's that's still um, pretty good. There. And, and you, yeah, and you did get it. So you're a few hours off of that one. We'll see. You can let us know in a moment how you did. Uh, for for me, I barely looked at the achievement list. You know, I, I'm I don't know. Will doesn't really care about achievements either. I know Kevin likes them the most out of the three of us here. For me, especially if it's a game I don't like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time chasing down that gamer score. So I pretty much got what the game gave me. I went out of my way a few times just for things like to kill five of those flying creatures in one jump. You guys probably got that one. It was pretty easy. But yeah, for the most part, I pretty much just took what the game gave me. I almost didn't even look at the list besides like an initial glance when I was first starting out. So I finished with 29 achievements out of oh, for 675 gamer score, which is good for just over a thousand TA score, which is like our recalculated score on site and only available on our site, which is cool. I got, I got. I think that's more than fifty percent. How many achievements did it actually have? Do you do you have that in front of you, Kevin? Forty three. Yeah, forty three. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, I actually, I actually got a good amount without even caring about it. I'll, I'll never touch it again. I, my favorite part of this whole activity, well, not my favorite part. I don't want to be any meaner than I have been, but it was, it was relieving to me when I beat the game, checked out the achievements. I was like, okay, I'm satisfied with that. I'm certainly not going to chase anymore. And then I was able to go into my hard drive and, and remove it from my hard drive, the <laughs> remove dark shadows from my hard drive. That felt really good for me. So that was my favorite achievement this month was, was getting to remove it from the hard drive. But how, how did you guys end up with the achievements? Well, I did manage to finish all of them, which was my goal. I started nice. off on Apocalyptic right away, went through, got all those collectibles which surprisingly wasn't that bad a lot of them were on the way so that was nice there wasn't a ton of backtracking required so you know i i had an enjoyable time completing this honestly i completed the whole thing in like 16 hours which is Mm. pretty good i think I enjoyed it. It, it, Normally going for a completion like this, especially it can be a bit of a drag, but 
this game, you know, despite what I said earlier about how it copied everything, it was at least good at or decent at everything. So it, nothing was really unenjoyable, except I will say that some of these achievement designs are just just terrible. And when they were changing some of them, they should have changed these because you had to do ridiculous things like like basically rubber band a controller for like three hours oh, and yeah. do that. Yeah. like. <laughs> Slick tour in the in the forums. He said, "Well, I'm currently watching a rubber band force my poor horse to run across a bridge over and over again. Apparently, <laughs> supposed to be finding me pieces of a super sword, but apparently that marks a point of no return. So he's got to finish all this stuff up. Leveling up those weapons is so boring." He says, "At least I can let the horse part idle." And that's that's really telling. So you gotta you gotta do two things that really suck in this game to get all the achievements. You've gotta you know just run around on your horse for a hundred miles in game, which literally would take like three hours of riding your horse, which you get at the very end of the game and you barely use. So you probably yeah, run like, you can only really like use maybe, one area. Yeah, you run like maybe five <laughs> miles on your horse, maybe in a natural playthrough. And then you have to do it for a hundred, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, and then you need stupid. to level up all your weapons, which just takes forever. I didn't level up my scythe in the entire playthrough, and it's the only weapon I used. I didn't even get it to level four. How you were supposed to do that naturally, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that just meant, you know, I put on a TV show and went to the spider area and grinded for like 45 minutes. So, you know, it, it was okay. I got to watch the finale of Ray Donovan, which was really good uh, <laughs> of, of season four. Uh, that, was, that was the best part of the achievements was watching that TV show. So that was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't great and I, I know Chewy on Ice had the same thoughts he said you would never even approach 100 miles on the horse in normal play because you barely need to ride it much in most sections after you get yeah. it so that's that's kind of what I just said and what Mark agrees with those really sucked and you know <laughs> I I get it in 2010 you expected those kind of achievements but nowadays developers have realized that everyone hates that and we will buy your games if you put reasonable achievements in them just to get those so achievements tend to be uh, kinder nowadays I think and you don't have obnoxious stuff like that quite as often but you know apparently they didn't feel like fixing that when they ported it over so here we are with this really awful experience, <laughs> which is which is too bad. But ultimately, it didn't take too long, discounting the time I just walked away and watched a different TV show while my horse grinded. So, you know, it was, it was okay. Uh, wow, I wish I grinded. didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> Will? So, in a way, I'm almost as badass as Kevin because... Technically, I forgot. I only mentioned my War Master achievements. I have to enter the original one. I technically, I'm, long, I'm gonna say technically all over. I have 42 achievements won. Oh, now granted, because you started, yeah, you started to play on the early one. Yeah, right? granted, that's like 42 out of 86. But whatever, yeah, yeah. don't focus <laughs> on that fags. Like it's not, it's not the concern here. Altogether, uh, what I had at least, I got a little over 845. Again, that's probably out of 2,000 at the moment, but that's fine. I didn't really pay attention to the achievements. I'm not going to lie to you. At first, I was going to attempt to run through with a guide. I did it with the 360 title. Little spoiler, guys. I kind of started the game earlier than May. I started April 30th, so don't tell anyone on me. Ugh. Man, I was trying to get any <laughs> achievement impossible. Because I, 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 the only reason why I ended up getting the War Mastered one is because they had the uh, War and Death combination uh, for 20 bucks. So that includes Dark Souls oh, 1 okay. and 2. So yeah, at that point, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I might as well. But yeah, I didn't pay too much to achievements. 
when I started looking back at some of them, like I missed one or two of them where I had to, what, initially kill 10 enemies with the Glade, um, Blade Geyser Wrath Attack. Yeah, it makes me wish I bought that, but no, I didn't touch that at all. And I swear for the Aerial Predator, which is kill 160 enemies while on the Angelic Beast. First of all, that thing's not Angelic and Slaves. Second of all, I swear to everything I love, I had to have murdered at least 160 tops because I felt like anything that was on that screen was getting slaughtered especially those little small little winged animals those were getting murdered every single second so i'm a little <laughs> frustrated that i didn't get that one a lot of people had trouble with that one well yeah and I, I looked at the guide and the guide started saying that it's like almost as if you would have to replay it for at least the war masters one uh the remaster for the other one it was like to clear your local xbox 360 cache and i didn't have accessibility to my 360 at the time oh, yeah. so it was like oh fudge me i'm not gonna get that uh but <laughs> Yeah, I, there's no way I'm going to go get the rest of these achievements unless I'm really, really <laughs> like in me. need to say, yeah, I did it, which is probably not going to happen because I'm not proud to have this on my freaking gamer tag. Uh, yeah. I almost feel bad a little bit because it would be cool if the three of us, you know, in addition to the whole community tracking their stats, um, both individually and collectively, if the three of us sort of competed as playlists went on month after month and then cumulatively across every month uh, competed for the completions or you know the top gamer score things like that but like simply put like will and i i, th I think will and i are often on the same page with that where we're not going to go chase them around and do the collectibles stuff. And, and you know not that that's the right or wrong way to do it certainly on on ta people like that a lot more than we do but some people don't like it even as much as we would too so kevin's kind of like the one-man show just like chasing down every achievement every month on his own with with no one to go you know um, uh, among the three of us no one to compete with or no one to compare to because will and i are just gonna be content taking what we get and moving on share my experience with i'd have to resort to talking to others in the forums to listen do that. no one rubber banding <laughs> controllers all right any games that required any extra motive to get an achievement is too much work for me look it was it was great you just set up on the little you know the bridge that you get a special ability to walk on these bridges and there's yeah, only yeah. one in the entire game and so you, you just rubber band your controller backwards on it actually and it auto runs and then you turn around and you just get right back on it it's awesome so mm. i just did that while watching uh watching the finale of survivor this which i do watch um weird <laughs> uh playlist of shells here i don't know what's going on <laughs> it was very good uh did you watch the bachelor too i'm sorry. my fiance watched the bachelor oh, like last last uh fall i guess because uh, they do apparently uh, like a fantasy bachelor basically where you pick what? like all the like you pick the girls who are gonna get and you get points if they get a kiss or if they get a one-on-one -on -one date or whatever uh, <laughs> we'll, make so, a, we'll make a spin-off podcast <laughs> <laughs> looks yeah. like we're gonna do yeah. that we need a bachelorette podcast <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. that uh, all right, so uh, yeah, we'll have to set up a time for that later. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah me... Anyway, uh, so Survivor's great, and Bachelor's not, <laughs> and and as far as the game goes, the grinding was was not that bad thanks to that show. So yeah, we should we should get to the community stats as a whole. Uh, like I said, it was a much bigger month this time. Alan Wake had about 
300 people started, 1,000 people playing it in total for the whole month. Darksiders, again, partly because, you know, I'm sure some people were just going to play it anyways because it was just free. But a lot of these, you know, the forums are very active. So a lot of these people are true, like, playlist diehards, I think, already. Of total number of people displaying, which on site is measured by anybody who happened to pop an achievement in the month, no, no matter whether it was their first or last or anywhere in between. And that number was 5,236 gamers. Of them, 3,448 were starting it for the first time. 370 of those completed it, which includes Kevin. Um, Square. This this is where the numbers get pretty cool. And and behind the scenes, we're recording on the 29th. I'm hoping with the last two days that these numbers will hit a certain plateau, uh, another certain milestone I'll get to here. So we've got 62,343 achievements unlocked in total, community-wide, which is actually impressively good for over one point. 2 million gamer score. It's actually 1,281,260 gamer score. And then the really cool one that I I hope with 2 days left we break, but I'm not I'm not sure what kind of pace we're at. Uh, it would be really cool if we broke it. The true achievement score, we're just under 2 million. We've got 1 1,934,866 TA score, which like I said before is is the recalculated gamer score. Yeah. I'll say I did the math in my head and it seems like we are exactly on pace if you average it out, but I don't know if the score is front loaded or not or back loaded. So hmm. yeah, we we might get there. It'll be really yeah, close. Cool. Uh you know, but right now we're we're on pace. We're getting about yeah. seventy thousand a day. Fingers crossed. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I, I I wonder if you know certainly boosted by the the games with gold April status that it received. Uh, I wonder if that means this might be the biggest month for that that we'll ever get. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, it all depends on what comes down in the polls and what what's voted in and things like that. But that's that's a huge month. <laughs> Before we wrap it up and, t- and briefly discuss on next week, I, a theme of this episode was things I forgot to do in last month's episode. And one of the other things I, I forgot to do was give a quick shout out to the, the other two podcasts in, in the world that sort of inspired this one. If I remember correctly, I think I initially planted the seed of this idea before the three of us and Rich and Jack and Dave and a whole bunch of people on staff sort of helped us put it all together. And what inspired me to, to do a sort of what I, you know, it, it's a game club is for, for TA. What, what inspired me to to do that was two other shows. One being Game Informers, well, it's called the Game Informer Show, but every few months they'll get together and do a game club where a portion of a few episodes in a row will be a game club. So they don't they don't do it as frequently as us, um, but it's it's still pretty cool and is it's one of the two shows that inspired this one. And it, so if you like this one, check out that one. And then most of all, probably is Kane and Rince. If if you guys are listening to this show and you don't already listen to Kane and Rince, certainly check that out. I'm not just saying that because I was just on an episode recently for the first time ever. <laughs> but I meant to plug this last month before I was even on their show. But I just I totally forgot, and now I feel even more obliged. But uh, yeah, Ken and Rince, they, they do it weekly. They've been doing it for five or six years now. So they've got just a huge backlog of episodes. If you like the sort of format where we deep dive into one game for an hour or two, I mean, those guys, those guys are great. Like, just just check them out. You, you won't be disappointed. They, they do great stuff. So I just wanted to quickly shout out to those two because without, without those two shows, we wouldn't have TA Playlist either. And, you know, without the help of everybody on TA, we wouldn't have TA Playlist either. Rich and Jack and, and you guys, every everybody's been huge help to getting this off the ground and hopefully it only gets better for us too we're we're all still getting used to it i think (laughs) so with that said i think that pretty much concludes everything on darksiders and we of course already know because that's always it's always decided on the 22nd we already know what's going to be june's game so if you haven't uh if you haven't checked that out on site yet june is sunset overdrive we don't have to get into it too much here because i don't want too many spoilers um although kevin's been (laughs) making his presence felt uh regarding his feelings 
feelings on the game already <laughs> uh, on site. But so yeah, Sun- Sunset Overdrive is is next month. It's one of the few true Xbox exclusives going forward because it's probably going to make future Xbox games also available on PC as a Play Anywhere title. Sunset Overdrive preceded any of that movement. As of now, it hasn't come to PC. It, it could at some point because Insomniac owns it. But as of right now, it's one of the few Xbox exclusives. It was a freebie as well. So if you guys are interested in joining us, as many of you I'm sure are without question already because we've already established a, a core group, I think, join us in June for Sunset Overdrive. So knowing it's Sunset Overdrive and, and not to give too much away, what, what are you guys' initial thoughts heading into June with uh, Sunset? Yeah, well, I've already played Sunset Overdrive. As you mentioned, I was already seeing its praises. I I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I won't get too much into here. But I, I don't usually replay games. I, in fact, I don't remember the last time I've replayed a game and it wasn't for an achievement right away. So this is going to be the first time I've ever, since I was a kid, replayed a game, you know, months after just for fun basically so it's it's gonna be a good experience i hope Hmm. we'll see if i like doing that kind of thing expect i won't but at least the game is good so you know i I'm, I'm all for, you know, getting more out of it. That's interesting. I, I, I replay games uh, often, usually a year or a couple of years after I play the game I really liked, I'll go back and play it when I, when I find time. Or I, I think last gen, I towards the end of the generation when releases start to slow down, I pretty much replayed all my favorites. Maybe uh, that might be the, the next time I have a lot of time to do that. I played Sunset Art as well, play it in full. Uh, I did not complete it. I'm kind of debating whether or not I should complete it this time, even though I'm not a huge achievement hunter. I, you should. Kind of giving it, yeah, I'm kind of giving it some thought but i know it's got a lot of collectibles that's kind uh, of what's, what's no but back. they got a they got good collectible maps that kind of just show you where to go so it's not that oh fun. yeah i know I, th- I think i've actually already purchased all those but yeah we'll see <laughs> i i might what i might do next month for for june is go for the completion and then start a game anew just to quickly play through the story because uh, i don't i don't know if the game will let me have multiple saves like that but we'll see um well just any, any quick thoughts on on june's game i'm grateful that it is uh sunset overdrive <laughs> It could have been <laughs> Final Fantasy, in which I would have completely committed suicide oh, live on broadcast. Yes. That, that would have been tough. And let it be known that I purchased Sunset Overdrive on launch, and I never touched the game. I think I played an hour. I'm lying. I touched an hour, maybe. And I haven't touched it anywhere. <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's been in the backlog, and it's flipping annoying. But honestly, with my hour, I had a very, very fun, great good i need proper english but i had a i had a great experience and i'm looking forward to playing it i honestly i'm happy i voted for that one so if you were you know if you're listening and we kind of bummed you out maybe you're a dark siders fan or maybe you're just someone who doesn't want to hear people bash on something for 80 minutes or however long this has gone and gone on now but uh if you're listening and dark siders wasn't your we'll flip the preliminary results uh indicate that sunset overdrive will be a much more enjoyable experience so with that said join us next month we'll see you on june 1st check out the site for all the info you need there and yeah that's it thanks for listening thank you everyone hopefully we didn't bore you for an hour